Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Syrup Podcast, otherwise known as the Syrupcast. We're on episode 62 this week, and what a week it was. It's uh, today, if you don't know, is S7 Edge and S7 or Galaxy S7 launch day. Uh, but before we get into those two phones, let's have a word from our friend, uh, number six from the six, Corey Joseph. Hey, this is Corey Joseph, and you listen to the Mobile Syrup Podcast. So welcome back to the show. Um, we're starting today to talk about the S7 and S7 Edge. Uh, my friend uh, Patrick and I here, we uh, reviewed it. Uh, so Patrick, why don't we start with what you thought of the phone? Well, good uh, good morning, Patrick. Yes, yes, yeah. I am here. Um, yeah, the the Edge. I, I think it's a great looking phone. I, mm-hmm. I know you had similar similar thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. It's great looking. Uh, one of the big things for me though is the fact that it's in very iterative update over the six. Mm-hmm. So if I showed the S six and the S seven to my mom, she probably wouldn't no- notice the difference, right? You have to mm-hmm. sort of do a deep device. A deep dive into the device to actually find out what's mm-hmm. changed. And one of the coolest things I thought was the waterproofing, mm-hmm. which in our S7 review that uh, Matt Moniz helped us out with, he mm-hmm. he quite awesomely threw the phone into a snowbank, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, I think it's a great phone, but it, it depends on what Android phone you already have. Mm-hmm. So if you have an S5 or an S4 and you're thinking of upgrading, the S7 is probably the phone for you. Mm-hmm. If you have a newer phone, maybe like a 6P or something like that, it might be, mm-hmm. or, or or the S6, it might be a little more, a bit more difficult of a decision. But you you did the the edge part of our review. Mm-hmm. Um, what's up with the edge? Um, so in uh, so in some sense, I think this is uh, to you know take someone else's title uh, Samsung at the edge of perfection as it were uh, <laughs> um, certainly their best phone to date um, you know I'm not a huge fan of really big phones but as I've told you as I've gotten used to using bigger phones I can no longer use a small phone but in my mind the uh, 5.5 inches that this phone is at is kind of perfect and a lot of that has to do with just how how magnificently manufactured this piece of uh, smartphone is. Um, it really doesn't feel like 5.5 inches, though there are, I will say there are points where um, if you're using the device um, with just one hand, um, you will accidentally tap on something, um, but that's just, just because of how big it is. So um, do the edges actually make it easier to hold did you find is that part of why even though it's a larger phone you were able to use it with one hand is that because of the edges yeah so you know obviously they've borrowed a couple elements from the note 5 um and also just you know there's so little um distance between the bezels right uh that this is just one of the easiest phones to hold uh ian's holding it right now i mean do you want to just talk a bit about how it feels in your hand right now yeah i I think samsung did a really great job uh, with this device, it's it's 
from a design perspective, it looks beautiful. It looks like a premium device. The front and back, even the sides, I like. I like how it's um, the edges are. I remember with the S6 Edge, mm -hmm. even even the Galaxy S6, uh, the edges when I when I when I held the phone for the first time, or even throughout throughout the year, it seemed very sharp. Mm -hmm. The edges with with this iteration of it, the S7 S7 Edge, the it doesn't feel as sharp, so it feels more contoured to your hand. Mm -hmm. uh, not just the edge specifically, but even the Galaxy S7. Mm -hmm. um, and I really like the the front and back glass. I think that adds a premium feel to it, mm -hmm. uh, which was found last year as well. Um, so overall, it's a really great looking device. Still really expensive, which is where I think people are going to, as we talked about last week, how are going to people justify the cost of going from an older device or the S6 to the S7? Yeah, I think you can't really judge this phone without first considering how much it costs. Um, obviously, the S7, $400 on a two-year term. Uh, the Edge, you're paying 100 extra dollars for the privilege of having a curved screen, so $500. It's $1,000 off contract. Um, so whether this phone makes sense for you, you really have to judge it based on that. Um, I think in some way the S6 is going to be the ultimate winner of the S7 release in Canada at least because it's now going to be cheaper, right? Um, and as Patrick said in his review, as he reiterated today, the, um, the advantages this phone brings are quite honestly not significant enough to justify uh, Perhaps getting an S6 over this, uh, or getting the S7 over the S6, excuse me. The One of the things that you sort of pointed out in your part of the review was the TouchWiz. Mm -hmm. The lovely Samsung TouchWiz and, and the kind of difficulties and problems that you ran into. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, some of my other colleagues, I think, will say that this is... TouchWiz at its best, but I still think even TouchWiz at its best is a dumpster fire. I'd agree, yeah. Um, so, um, you know, like, there's some, like, really inexplicable choices. So, if you want to move, like, the drawer icon, it normally starts, or the app drawer, sorry, excuse me, uh, it starts on the right-hand side of the screen, uh, and you can't move it unless you install a custom launcher, right? Uh, so that was what you experienced, yeah. right? Yeah, and I was trying to move it around, and I was like... It was I no just assumed that you yeah. could, right? And yeah. Then you weren't able to. Um, so there's just, like, a lot of, like, really weird decisions. Um, you know, if you want to... Because of the capacitive touchscreen, right? Or, the, excuse me, the capacitive touch buttons, um, there's no... Um, you know, when you're usually using Android, if you want to switch keyboards, when you have your keyboard up, the little keyboard icons there at the bottom right, allowing yeah. you to switch between keyboards. So if you're a one-pass uh, password user like I am, um, being able to switch keyboards is really integral because that lets you um, quickly switch to one password and let that app do its work and input uh, login credentials for you. But with the a Samsung phone, you have to pull down the notification shade and then click on the yeah. the uh, notification tab that says keyboard. Uh, and in my experiences, um, Sometimes that didn't work as intended and just the keyboards didn't switch. Um, so it's still like, it still feels like really backwards compared to just stock Android. For me, one of my biggest problems with TouchWiz was uh, like, I like to have my apps really organized in different mm -hmm. folders and stuff like that so I know exactly where everything is. Mm -hmm. So when I was trying to drag and drop things into my many folders, 
when you search for an app with mm. the latest version of TouchWiz, it shows up, right? Like the app shows up, obviously. Mm -hmm. You can't drag that app that you just found mm -hmm. and drop it into a folder on the main like screen. Yeah, it's still stuck in the uh, the app drawer. Yeah, which I I just found like that seems like a really silly oversight to me. Yeah, I think so. So many of the changes to me of TouchWiz just feel mm. like they were made for the sake of making a change, yeah. not for the sake of creating more, adding more functionality. Sometimes, you know, that's not true. Like um, in the article we just posted about the seven things you should know about the S7 Edge and uh, Galaxy S7, I talk about do not disturb. And actually Samsung has made some really cool changes there where you can schedule um, when do not disturb uh, turns on. So there's a lot of functionality there, but for the most part, this is just like so many of the decisions are inexplicable. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Android, um, if you didn't know, this week, uh, the developer preview of uh, Android so came out. Um, what's significant about this is that it's come out so much f far in advance of when these developer previews usually come out. So they normally come out uh, around the time of Google I.O. Um, but now we've already had access to it. Um, so Patrick and I haven't had a chance to really delve into it, but um, we're planning to. But one of the big features we want to talk about was split-screen uh, multitasking. So, Patrick, do you want to touch a bit about that? Yeah, I've, I've seen a bunch of videos online, and I've done a lot of reading about it. Uh, next week, we're planning on... I, th I think we'll have a feature, a video feature, probably, about, uh, mm -hmm. about N. Um, but my... The big standard feature for me was picture-in-picture -picture mode. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be a big deal for uh, Android tablet users, so, like, Pixel yeah. C. Uh, I think on a smaller screen, picture-in-picture -picture isn't as useful, mm -hmm. but on a tablet, it's going to be more of a bigger deal. But I guess even even if you're using like a, a 6P or something like that, right? Like yeah. this, I have one right in front of me. It's pretty massive. Yeah. You could, if you split that screen in half, you have like, you're reading a story on one side, maybe you're watching a YouTube video on the other side. I think that's something that uh, the mobile ecosystem's been missing is like mm -hmm. legit multitasking. Doesn't, doesn't the iPad Pro have that though? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. I know uh, Apple has that, and this is in some ways Android playing catch-up with that feature. I think some mm -hmm. Android uh, skins also have, have allowed... Yeah, I think yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Samsung does as well. Tab, yeah. So, I mean, with the Edge, you can do split-screen. Oh, you can? Okay. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. Um, I didn't find it really useful, but I'm just kind of the person who likes to focus on one app at a time. Maybe yeah. I'm weird like that. Um, but yeah, so... I mean, we'll see how it works on the smartphones, but definitely on tablets, it's like, I mean... It's something Android's missing. It's like, very like much so. Um, it's like, I don't know, just like Android on tablets doesn't make as much sense as it does on smartphones, just that because it's missing features like that, right? At least, um, you know, uh, people often make fun of Apple for playing catch-up and being like, well, we're finally introducing this like amazing new feature that no one's introduced yet, and Is yet that how Apple speaks. Uh, that's you know Tim Cook in my mind. That's how he speaks, um, even though he's more soft spoken. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, people. Sorry, you were going to say something, Ian. Go ahead. Do you do you think this is a way that um, Google is looking to dive deeper into enterprise? Um, to hit the enterprise market or is just just more usability with split screen like what's what's the reasoning behind it? I don't know if it's if it's enterprise per se I think it's more like we were talking about before I think Google knows that 
Android has never really worked as well as it probably could with tablets. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of them playing catch up. Because um, that's one of the biggest problems with the Pixel C is the fact that you can't do split screen multitasking. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that it needs. And I think it's part of why that's coming with mm-hmm. N. But there's other cool features with N2 beyond the split screen, like uh, Doze. I, I didn't even know mm-hmm. this before we were talking about this uh, yeah. before we started doing the podcast. Is that Doze now works whenever the screen is turned off? Mm-hmm. I before it worked only when your phone was just stationary. Stationary. Yeah. And I assumed it was always working, like when when the screen's off. Because yeah. like, say you're walk. So that means that Doze isn't active when you're walking to work or or anything like that, mm-hmm. which kind of defeats the purpose of how Doze works. So for for those who don't know, what is Doze? It's uh, it's a way that so it's in um, the latest version of Android, and it's saves battery life so it mm-hmm. turns off apps that are running in the background mm-hmm. and you can select specific apps that you still want to see receive notifications from but it's a big reason why uh with, with uh, the latest version of android 6.0 that we actually are seeing more battery life than mm-hmm. we were before it's it's actually so it's a software change but i think in some ways it's it's been more significant than yeah. just having bigger batteries in the phone yeah so like you know significantly one of the things that differentiates android multitasking from ios multitasking is that uh, ios will put apps in kind of sus- or suspend apps whereas android has true quote unquote multitasking where these ra- apps are constantly running the i think google has realized you know it maybe doesn't make sense to have them constantly running on a smartphone, right? Um, so this is, a, I think, a really positive step in the right direction for the company. Um, also, you know, um, I think actually the most significant thing uh, about uh, what they're planning to do with N is it might actually be able to run on more Android devices than ever before, just because they've uh, they're going to introduce Java eight, um, and they talked a bit about some like efficiency features um, that'll make it the uh, OS better scale across... Uh, oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So that it, it would work on, like, even devices as far back as the 5. The Nexus 5, Which yeah. I know a lot of people still use, right? Because it's one of the best Android the phones ever made. made. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, Ian, you did um, the Android distribution number post a while back, or uh, this week. Um, do you remember Marshmallow? It was like 2.5? 2.3%. Yeah, so 2.3%. Um, and we're already talking about the next operating system. Yeah, which hurts my brain when I try to try to fathom that. Yeah, but so I think what's most significant about the fact that we're talking about Android N today is that, um, you know, um, Google talked about the fact that they wanted to get it out earlier than before. And I think that's a really another positive step for the company because it might actually help get Android N on a lot more devices now that, you know, Companies like HTC, like LG, like Samsung actually have access to it way ahead of time. So they can actually give Google feedback, start working on their skins earlier, uh, hopefully get it to uh, or, um, carrier certification earlier so that people actually have the latest version of Android for once. <laughs> you and, know? and N kind of came out of nowhere, right? Like we didn't, <clears throat> we didn't receive anything ahead of time. We didn't know that was going to happen. And I, I guess that's... It's kind of an interesting move by Google because usually they talk about the latest version of Android mm-hmm. at I.O. and that's still a couple months away, right? Yeah. So it's it's a big shift for, mm-hmm. for Google from what we usually see. So what do you think it's going to be called? The most important question. The, most, the burning question. Uh, so Hiroshi from Google said, we're not, or nut, not, N-U-T, no. telling. Uh, so 
uh, nutmeg is one. Uh, my heart says Nutella, but my brain, based on that uh, pun, says it's like uh, nougat or something. Yeah, that could be too. I think it's going to be Nutella. Yeah. Uh, that would be such a funny logo. Yeah. I think it's going to be Nutella, yeah. That, I, that's my bet. The cross, the cross branding opportunity is just... Yeah. You yeah, know, well, they, yeah, they did that with Kit Kat. And it yeah. was like... Because me, remember when the Kit Kat bars came out? And they yeah, had, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like semi that they sold out to a certain extent. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, we did a poll uh, halfway yeah. through the day after we did that. And so far, what people were saying is that uh, 50% of people believe that it's going to be Nutella. Mm-hmm. Followed by the Nanamo bar or nougat, uh, and nonsense is at two percent. Android nonsense. Yeah. Like Android nonsense. Nonsense. Never mind. Not now. No more. Nice. No. Never nasty. So, um, or nerds, which could be another cross promotion. Yeah, got to get in on that. You know, I'm sure there's some marketing manager salivating right now about the like <laughs> about the Pretty possibilities awesome. for. Uh, this kind of cross-brand promotion. Now uh, I really want to go buy nerds. That, yeah. I miss that candy. Yeah. Dollar store is right up the street. <laughs> uh, but on the other side of uh, uh, the Silicon Valley, we have uh, Google's arch nemesis, uh, Apple, planning its own event. Uh, that was announced just this week. It's on the 21st. Um, so... Ian, you wrote that post. What do you think we can expect from uh, Google, or Apple Excuse me, this time around? Lots of uh, exciting new products like watch bands. Watch bands? Watch bands for the what Apple I mean, Watch. So Breaking news right yeah. there. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's supposed to be a new slew of watch bands, the uh, next iPad, and a possible uh, entry-level iPhone. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So I think, without a doubt, that's the most interesting mm-hmm. thing. Um, so, I mean, I have it here in our show notes. Um, do you think it makes sense for Apple to uh, make start making a better or a small another small phone? Um, obviously, they still sell the uh, the um, 5S, excuse me. Um, but it was the iPhone 6 and the 6 Plus, way bigger phones than anything the yeah, company had re- previously released that launched iPhone sales into the stratosphere. Um, and it was funny because, you know, Steve Jobs, he was like, why would you want a bigger phone? That yeah. is just, just next to... You can't use it with one hand. Yeah, he's like, next to a stylus on a tablet, that's the yeah. stupidest thing I've ever heard. Um, but yeah. So it, it's the iPhone 4 that was still small. It was like a four-inch form factor. Right? Yeah. I was holding one the other day and going back after using like larger phones, it feels ridiculously cool. small. Yeah. Like almost comical. Like, like an iPod. Yeah, yeah. It feels like something that's like... I know it's only a couple years old. When you think about that, that's kind of crazy. But it feels like something that's like half a decade old or or even older than that. Um, But with that said, I think, I still think it makes sense to release, for them to release a smaller Mm -hmm. phone. Because there's an audience out there that wants small devices that fit into their pockets. Yeah. But but remember when the iPhone 5S came out? No, the 5C? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
this this feels if it's true this feels like a similar route because it's going to be a smaller device at lower cost which is essentially what they did with the iPhone 5c yeah. yeah right so who if this if this is if this device is true mm-hmm. who is it marketed towards is it marketed towards people in Canada North North America or overseas so I think so the last um, quarterly earnings that Apple held, something that Tim Cook kept like going on about was just the company did really well despite how disadvantaged they were because of the strong American dollar. The American dollar right now is so strong compared to a, not just the Canadian dollar, but a lot of other currencies. Um, so in s- some sense, I think the bigger story of this phone is not that it's smaller or small, but that it's cheaper, right? Um, so if you guys had to guess, how much do you think... Um, the 5SE uh, will cost when it comes to Canada. What? Four, four, four hundred bucks. Uh, on contract? contract? Or, or? contract. Outright. 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 How much do you think yeah. on contract? Like a hundred? Yeah. Probably exactly. maybe even less than that. Fifty, but, yeah. but, but then Apple will be, like Apple, it's so interesting. Like my perspective of Apple mm-hmm. is that they have their premium devices, which is the latest flagships, even this, the iPhone 6 is still considered, in my mind, a premium device. Yeah. Every, with, just didn't mean to cut you off, but every time I go to Walmart, there's announcements that yeah, the, like, the iPhone us, 6, yeah. iPhone 6 is $0 today, right, tell right. us, only today, and it's yeah. every single time I go totally, to Walmart. Totally, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if, if a new device comes out, which, and, and we'll be at the event, so essentially it'll probably come here, mm-hmm. uh, if it exists, uh, what price are they going to get it at to get people to buy it yeah and it's it's weird right because apple like the reason they've been so successful in this market is that they haven't just at all touched the race to the bottom that is android right like it's not about for them it's you know they they have their huge margins they want to keep those intact and that's why they've been so successful among other reasons right but um I mean, we were joking last night at the Samsung launch event, you know, um, we were talking about the 4G vaping phone uh, <laughs> and the company that makes this, it's not a, a smartphone company, yeah. it's a vaping company that because of the economics of smartphones can go to some company in China and be like, please make us a phone that you can vape with. Uh, and they're like, sure, like we can put, do that for you. It's not like it is no, uh, you know, it's nothing off our back, right? No skin off our back. Um, but Apple, like I've said, was just, it's been able to stay out of that. And that's why it, uh, unlike almost every other, uh, Android OEM, not called Samsung makes money off smartphones. Right. right? So this, uh, if, except for HTC, HTC, which is, you know, free falling. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this, if, and I mean, I have no reason to doubt German is wrong because he's always right. Always right. Um, at the stage, I don't know how he gets his info, but he does. Um, it just seems like a weird move. But I guess they need a successor to the uh, 5S, right? Like at this point, it's a great phone. Wouldn't, wouldn't the successor be the 6? Yeah. Because that's been their strategy before. Yeah, but, right? but maybe the 6 is too big. Yeah, right? I, yeah, that's what I... I see this phone as... Like, it's going to be cheaper than the 6, obviously, but I think it's it's targeting a very specific consumer who wants a 4-inch phone. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there that think anything above that size is huge. Mm-hmm. Even though I think that's crazy. 
but mm-hmm. that's the way that they're set on having small devices and I think that's exactly who if this phone exists that's who it's targeting so would it be uh, an iPhone that looks like the iPhone 6s iPhone 6 in a, in a four inch frame priced at an iPhone 5c price that's exactly what I think it's gonna be. yeah and I yeah. think I think they're gonna bring back the colors with like in, oh, the colors are so popular right yeah. yeah the rose gold the five well no I know the, the colors are yes, the 5C. oh the, the vibrant colors yeah so the 5c it launched at a hundred dollars on contract right correct me if I'm wrong but but how sorry let's, let's go back to that but yeah. how how would they produce that color on on the body of an iPhone 6 like it, it wouldn't be that vibrant right that's true are, are the rumors indicating that it's not going to be a plastic body I don't remember yeah I, I, I can't said. I can't remember. I thought it's gonna. I thought it's gonna have the same body as an iPhone Success Six. Yeah. Just slim down, so it has the premium sort of feel, Mm -hmm. just at an affordable price in a smaller package, Mm -hmm. and the specs are reduced. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I mean, um, like to 2010 specs. Yeah, 2010 (laughs) specs. Okay. Uh, So they're gonna keep the cost low. Yeah. Yeah. you could be right. I mean, we'll see. Um, I mean, aside from that, anything to say about the iPad Air 3? Um, are tablets even still a thing? Well, what's expected of that is that it's apparently not supposed to be called the iPad Air 3. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the iPad Air Pro or something, right? Yeah. Okay. Which could be targeted to... a If, if the iPad Pro is too big, mm-hmm. then this new iPad Air Pro is going to be... Uh, I think nine nine point seven inches. Okay, um, which could attract a new audience. And is, is it going to have the stylus again too? Is that I imagine if it if doesn't it, have the stylus, then there's no point in this device, but right? Tim Cook hates styluses. Or Steve Jobs, who's oh yes, yeah, who's Jobs rolling in his grave, was, hates yeah. styluses. But now but, Apple's figured it out, right? Like they made the ultimate stylus, according to some reviews. So it's a pencil. Pencil, yes, my mistake. Yeah, uh, but, but wouldn't that also cannibalize it? The iPad Pro sales? I mean, the iPad Pro is like in a stratosphere of cost that a lot of people just can't fathom spending, right? Like, it is in its kind of its own segment of the market. Um, You know, it's targeted for professionals. That's why it's called the Pro. It's it's one of the most experimental things that Apple's released in a long time, too. The Pro? Yeah, Yeah. I I mean, I can see that, yeah. It's, uh, for me, it's one of the few Apple devices that the way that I use products, it doesn't it doesn't make sense for me. Like just mm-hmm. the like I, I don't want to use a stylus. It's Yeah. I mean I love so I have a mini too and I love it just because it's perfect for watching yeah, Netflix. I, I love I love the minis. I think they're they're a great like form factor for yeah. like using on your lap or, or watching videos or doing very mm-hmm. like light uh, web browsing. But you know this now that you we've talked a bit about the uh, pro, this new pro it kind of in my head makes a lot of sense. It'd be really cool to have the pencil, right? Just That's because true, I've read yeah. so many great things about it. Um, so it, I think it might make a lot of sense for the company to release this. Um, of course, you know, uh, tablet sales declining kind of quarter over quarter, year over year. Um, whether it has its kind of time or day in the sun to or day uh, in the sun to shine, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean that's the Apple event. I'm sure it'll be exciting as always. I think I think what's going to happen. I spoke with uh, Paul Brennan last night from Samsung. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and he said, re reiterated what everyone else has been saying to a certain extent, that uh, the PC market is dead. Mm -hmm. So eventually, I think what's going to happen is Samsung has been doing this with their tablets, and Apple, if this new iPad is going to come out, even with the Pro, um, eventually people will shift to a tablet keyboard uh, option. But to, to get there, mm -hmm. it, it'll take a lot of education because no one really likes change because everyone thinks that they have to take their laptop with them wherever they go. Mm -hmm. So what if both can do the same? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, but my, my, my brother, who, who is like a hardcore business guy, mm -hmm. loves numbers, loves spreadsheets. Mm -hmm. um, He'll love the S7 Edge because it comes preloaded with Excel. Doesn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> we'll touch it up, but continue. He, sorry. He, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> but he he tried to work with an iPad. Yeah. Air uh, for like a week, uh, and he had the keyboard and everything, but he couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So, and I asked him why. He said it just wasn't comfortable yet. Mm -hmm. So it, it'll take a little bit of time to get comfortable with the technology the going there. Then. Yeah. But I think eventually, once it becomes more portable, which these tablets are. Um, and if you have the technology in there with split screen and all that stuff, I think, I think it could get there. For me, with with Apple devices, the problem is is the division between iOS and, and OS X, right? right. Like I, I know you can share files between them and stuff with AirDrop, but they don't. Like it's not the same thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, like just the things you can do with OS X compared yeah. to iOS is just night and day, right? That's that's why, like for me, with with those tablet, uh, laptop hybrid devices, the two that I always come back to are the Surface Pro Four and mm -hmm. the Surface Book. I think, to Microsoft's credit, um, like Windows Ten is way better than mm -hmm. than than eight. Uh, I think it still has problems, but to Microsoft's credit, they've I think they've actually figured that out. Yeah. Not totally. It still has issues, but I think they're maybe uh, a little farther along to solving that problem that you're talking about, Ian, yeah. than, than Apple is right now. Yeah. And I, you know, I know Tim Cook, they asked him whether like there would be some point where OS X and iOS would converge, and he flatly said no. Yeah. But he didn't seem to kind of preclude the fact that maybe, I mean, I, in my wildest dreams, maybe there's a device where you can dual boot them, right? Like, yeah. Um, that would make a lot of sense in a device like the iPad Pro where you have a keyboard, you have the, you know, you can separate the uh, uh, the screen from the keyboard. And then it, and then it boots into iOS. Like, yeah. that would be awesome. And the would iPad be, Pro would be, for me, the ideal device. Yeah. It would, it would be perfect. Because you could do, use it for everything, yeah. right? Uh, but at the stage where, like, I am in my, let's say, computing career... Um, I can't imagine being without my computer, yeah. right? Like, I would never want to just have a smartphone or a tablet. Like, right? like imagine having to do tasks that we do on a day-to-day -day basis to do our jobs, like mm -hmm. sizing pictures. Like, I, I know there's apps out there that do that, mm -hmm. but it's not as easy as dragging your finger across the trackpad or using a mouse to size yeah. an image. Like, I know there's... Adobe's always revealing these new mobile Photoshop apps, but it's just not there's not the same level of control that you have mm -hmm. when you're using a tablet or a mobile-centric yeah. operating system. And I should, should point out that Canada is a bit unusual in terms of, you know, what Brennan, uh, your friend there, talked about. Um, uh, we, we had this IDC report a couple of weeks ago where they said Canada is one of the few places where people are buying computers and they still want to buy regular old PCs more than they want tablets and smartphones or smartphones and uh, computers are like neck and neck for Canadians. Uh, so at least in Canada, 
you know, the kind of commuting paradigms a bit different in parts of like Asia, where for most people there, like their first phone, their first phone is also their first computer, yeah. right? So um, when you've had a PC for most of your life, it's really hard to, you know, try and think of a world where it doesn't exist. I can't. I, yeah. I, I can imagine one where they're a little more joined, but not one where I'm only using like yeah. iOS or another mobile operating system just for completing day-to-day tasks. So I think, yeah, like unless there's like this very significant generational change, um, I think PCs are always going to be, uh, as Steve Jobs said, you know, the trucks yeah. of in the, the car, the, in the car <laughs> metaphor, right? Where, uh, I like the, the smartphone is your like uh, sedan and <laughs> the PC is the truck. Did uh, you guys see that Windows 95 video yeah, with, with, uh, with <laughs> where, the they, where they introduced it to, to millennials? And millennials. Like, what is this thing? How, how, how do you turn it on? Yeah. You see, the thing that shocked me about that, and like, I'm obviously not that old, but I I feel like if you've used a Windows computer, Windows 95 isn't that You can see the antecedents, yeah, the precedents, yeah. yeah. Like the start menu, the icons, like all that stuff is there. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it's significantly uglier and the resolution's yeah. lower but some of the things the kids were saying about it I was like have you never used a PC before in your life and maybe that's possible right maybe, like a lot yeah. of people only use OS X and even then like it's, it's still the same concept it's still a yeah a, a gooey, what you see is what you get yeah a, yeah. a gooey user interface yeah, yeah. so yeah the um, video is hilarious so on that note um, we have a meeting to get to so we should probably uh, get going um uh, but thank you guys for listening to the uh, Mobile Sierra podcast. I'm Igor. I was joined by Patrick. Thank you, Igor, yeah. for hosting yet again. And Ian. Thank you, Igor. Thank you, Patrick, for doing uh, what you do. Um, do we have any shout-outs this time around? Uh, I told you guys to bring some. Let's send a shout-out to Jessica yeah. uh, from the Beta Kit team, who will be on our podcast at some point, possibly doing hype checks Jets. about phones. Yeah. Ian, any shout-outs? Shout-out to Tim Hortons. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and also shout out to uh, Matt Monez. He's doing uh, great work for us on, on videos. So uh, if you haven't checked out our GS7 GS7 Edge review, check it out. Yeah, uh, great, job. great job on that one. Mm-hmm. And thanks everyone for joining. Yeah. Take care, guys.